All right, special episode. Because Leland and I aren't going to be back for two weeks and the ESPN layoffs just dropped this Friday, we thought kind of a big story. Uh, it's going to affect, you know, the Augusta County sports fans, national sports watching uh, at ESPN. And uh, we want to talk about this. Obviously, Leland, these are just the people we know. There's more people that are laid off that obviously uh, it's going to affect more because we don't recognize their names. They're they're not the flashy uh, name brand name. So they don't make as much and they're quickly right. going to be affected versus some of these celebrity layoffs, which are probably have a little bit of a cushion. Yeah, and then these are the front-facing people. These are the people when right. we turn on ESPN, we're seeing. Um, there's a lot of people that already have lost their jobs in different rounds of these ESPN lives. I, I just absolutely, it's sad, even for these people that sure. that are more celebrity names and former players and stuff like that. It's still sad, but I, most of all, it's it's most important to just remind everybody how sad it is for all the people down the line that have lost their jobs and these other people that's harder for them to land. You know, just they can't go land somewhere else based on their name and what they threw for in 1994 um, or how many catches they had. So, like, you know, I, I want to make sure our listeners understand we we know that we recognize that this this podcast is to talk about, you know, watching sports as a as a fan and reacting to like how that's going to change because of these and, and, and our thoughts kind of in that area acknowledging the sadness and like people losing their jobs. Like a lot of people don't have to go through life with, you know, internet articles written about them and other people losing their jobs on a Friday. Like that's terrible. So, uh, but these people live that life. So we'll, we'll talk about it from a fan perspective as, as we do every week on, on a lot of important topics. So. Sure. Um, let's start with most shocking. Uh, for me, there's a lot of shocking ones and we'll talk about a lot of shocking ones, but the most shocking to me was Jeff Van Gundy. I thought that guy was bulletproof. Yeah. I thought being an NBA analyst, I thought, and, and you know, there's some other guys here who call games that that's the odd part. Like I thought live game people talent ESPN needs them, right? Because they're yeah. still investing in live games and in live nice. sports. So it, the studio show ones may be a little less shocking but Jeff Van Gundy, to me, I mean, I, I guess it's just Breen and Jackson now. I guess they're going to a two-man booth, or maybe there's another guy that we don't, that I'm not thinking about that they're going to try to introduce as that third man into the onto that team. But Jeff Van Gundy was surprising. Yeah, it was 15 straight finals with Breen and Jackson. That's that's mm-hmm. uncommon in this business to have that many straight years. So I agree with you with Jeff Van Gundy. The next one that you know me and around my house that kind of stood out as a name that was on here. I, and that, this is behind Van Gundy. I think Van Gundy had a, you know, a more highlight role, but David Pollock, you know, yeah. he's one of those guys at the desk on game day, every Saturday morning, he'd been there um, since 2011. So a good long stretch here, ESPN since 2009 game day since 2011. Um, that was the one my wife kind of made a noise like, wow, like I'm surprised that would go there. Um, Cause you know, game day is one of their higher shows. And, and this really just points at, you know, there's Pat McAfee who showed up last yeah. year also signed a huge contract with ESPN this spring, you know, like that's, that's what they're making more room for is for him. And, and maybe not making more room. I think just allowing, you know, like we can cut this salary and still have that space filled. I, you know, I don't think it's necessarily creating space. It's just like, where can we cut some of some stuff? So I was surprised with David Pollack and, and, you know, I know we'll get to like where they land later. I think David Pollock's the one we both agree. Like I'm not, not exactly quick to say where he's going or where he could land next or where I could see him next, because like, he just seemed like an ESPN guy from the sec from Georgia. Um, yeah, he was a star in college, but he wasn't, 
you know, a quarterback star like most networks push for, even including ESPN. Um, so I'm just not sure like what other networks are going to be jumping for him, but it, you know, I hope the best for him, but uh, you know, that's, that was, that was another one in my house that got a, a lot of play um, of like, wow, that's, that's surprising. And and I think the other thing this tells us is Lee Corso isn't going to retire within like a year or two. Like, because I think if they thought Lee Corso was going to retire within a year or two, Pat McAfee kind of fills his role and maybe we, get rid of Lee Corso time to make room for Pat. But this, this to me says, all right, uh, Lee Corso is going to be around for maybe two, three years. Let's, we got to create room for Pat somewhere. I I keep hearing with, with Corso, it's a year by year. Like I, I think, I think 2020 and stuff and some of the health problems he had kind of highlighted that. And a lot of the, I listen to a lot of podcasts that I haven't listened to yet on this topic. You know, they, they, this just happened today and I haven't listened to that. So I'm not coming in with, the research that I, you know, sit there and listen to uh, about other sports media topics we talk about. I've always heard Corso is like a year by year thing. So I like the confidence of two years, I doubt is just solidified there mm-hmm. based on what I've heard for the last few years. But you know, I, I'm sure they're talking all the time. That's, you know, that's like a uh, golden goose that they're not going to push out the door. Like when he's ready, right, he'll right. go and celebrate it, deserves all that. Um, but yeah, I, I do think, filling out that desk. I, I, I think they're getting a little leaner. I, I mean, I would say that, like, I think they're just going to make it work with one less guy. Maybe that's it. It's yeah. Like, it's not like Corso carries a whole lot of show. He, he disappears in the middle of the show for a good section and all that be, because he needs to, and it's fine. But like, uh, I, th- I think they're just going to be a little bit leaner here with Pollock out, which I mean, Pollock did some running for him. I mean, he, he was doing this little segment, and that little segment and stuff like it, uh, it surprises me. It surprised me. I, I think the other one to move it forward, Susie Colbert. I think yes. that one, 27 years at ESPN, um, been in the business for 38 years. She carried a lot of football coverage. You know, if you think about women on ESPN, you think about uh, Susie Colbert pretty early in that list. Um, so, yeah, really surprised she's going to be gone. And it, it seems like she's not going to pursue another kind of analyst role because given her tweet about it, you know, next step, a project that gives back. Um, I, I would imagine Susie Colbert is a person that could probably land a gig at NFL network or land a gig at maybe Amazon or one of these other companies that's going to start picking up NFL games, right. For a studio yeah. show. If, if Amazon decides to go that route, I would imagine Susie Colbert, if she wanted could get a studio hosting job just because she's been so good at it for so long. But, and, and the, the chops she has on a studio show, I think she might not be limited to NFL or even sports. I think like a good morning. Oh, no, that's a great point. Or especially like you look at that good morning football show on NFL network that does pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that is football related, but like I could see her going into something closer to that where she can like broaden a little bit and and it not just be um, straight NFL. Cause that good NFL uh, good morning football or whatever they call it. I actually don't watch it. They, they do branch a, a bit and, and talk a lot about what players are doing off the field and, and, and like, you know, grasp the edges of what NFL players are involved with. And I could see her kind of doing something like that. Yeah. Steve Young was also let go. That's another- we say this. Okay, go ahead. We say this, and you're starting to say Steve Young. Sorry, we had a little bit of break up there. Uh, you know, Steve Young's another name that you think, oh, okay, he could go yeah. to NFL, and, and we're going to say this. Um, but, like, NFL Network can't take on every NFL person that's fired from no, ESPN. That's and true. Major League Baseball can't take on, and and Fox can't just sit there and take on. Fox is cutting their departments. 
So it's just, there's not going to be landing spots for all these people. No, I, I could see Steve Young and NFL Network. I could also see Steve Young be, you know, that kind of Amazon guy. Maybe if, if Amazon Kirk feels, exactly what I was gonna come if Kirk yeah. feels overloaded doing the Amazon and college football, I, I could see Steve Young stepping in there. I, I really could. Yeah. I, I think Steve Young makes a lot of sense. Um, he will find a landing spot somewhere. I'm not entirely sure where it is. Talking about landing spots, one name that we didn't mention as a surprise um, was June Lee. I Look, I think we are like days away from seeing June Lee is picked up by Metal Arc Media in some kind of writing role on baseball and, you know, other issues that whatever he wants to cover. And that's Metal Arc to remind people is the Dan Lebitard related And company. John Skipper company. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that that when I saw he was one of the ESPN layoffs, I immediately thought he's going to be picked up by Meadowlark because Meadowlark doesn't really have a baseball correspondent outside of maybe David Sampson, but he kind of has his own podcast that tries to encompass everything. I think June Lee would be a very baseball centric kind of person yeah. for them. Um, we talked about... Uh, Jeff Van Gundy at the top. I, I, Jeff Van Gundy is going to land somewhere, whether it's TNT. You mentioned maybe NBC makes a play for the NBA. NBC's going, uh, going hard at an NBA package to maybe have a Sunday night uh, basketball game after the NFL yeah. season, and it makes sense for NBC. Now, like how they can fit in for finals roles and all that, which TNT doesn't get a, a shot at the finals or playoff coverage. I, that's yet to be seen, and money's going to start speaking for that. So, um uh, you know, when you have TNT and ESPN already the biggest factors of the NBA, and the NBA is pretty happy with how that's been going. I, I'm not exactly sure how NBC disrupts what they're doing, but it might be an additional package that's like a Sunday night kind of marquee game. Also, with that in-season tournament stuff that you're talking about, yeah. NBC could take on a little bit of role there and kind of maybe have like the championship for that or something and kind of suffice them there. I'd watch for Jeff Van Gundy there. I again. I have not listened to a sports media podcast today that talks about these firings, but I, I guarantee you that's one of the things that's mentioned on there. And I got to think some companies that we're not mentioning, right? Apple, Netflix, Hulu. Any of the digitals. Yeah. The, these digital companies, as these contracts come up, they're going to start entering this atmosphere. Every When I listen to David Sampson and, and John Skipper, and if you haven't, I mean, even if you're not a Dan Levitard show fan, those two are not Dan Levitard. Dan Levitard is not on that when those two talk, but they get very into the weeds on sports media business at times. And they bring up some great points on ESPN's biggest fear. Isn't Fox. It's not CBS. It's not Turner. It's not anybody already in the game. It's Amazon. It's Apple. It's Netflix because those companies, particularly Amazon and Apple, because those two companies have revenue from other sources where they can afford to lose money on the sports entertainment side. And ESPN obviously is a sports entertainment business. Obviously it's owned by Disney, but Disney's already laying off people and we're already seeing ESPN lay off people. These massive layoffs are ESPN laying off people. Um, so they really, that's, that's their biggest fear is Apple or Amazon getting into the game. And I do think, I mean, we're seeing Apple enter with MLS. They're making a play for MLB Friday night exclusive game. Uh, Amazon is entering the NFL game. Look, if you're the ACC, uh, we're, we've talked about this before, Leland, and this is kind of branching off differently. Don't be surprised if some of these college football conferences start looking to some of these digital media providers too 
these streaming services. Pac-12 is going to be the first one that we say that about too. Yeah. It, if the Pac-12 tries to go with a regular network, they are done. But anyway. Yeah. Um, They've already been left out one cycle. So. But now let's talk about some more landing spots. Um, it may be some not surprising laughs. I mean, Max Kellerman and Keyshawn Johnson, with the news that they were getting rid of that morning show, I think that yeah, one was not, not, surprising. not a stunner. I, I'm also surprised that uh, that um, Jay Will is in here. I mean, he was on that show. Yeah, too. I thought like, he would I, be too, but I'm I guess he's surprised. I guess they're keeping him on the NBA countdown or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm expressed. I, and maybe we haven't seen it yet. Maybe. But good for him if he hasn't. Great. I'm not trying to say he should be. I'm just, with them cutting that show, surprised that he might not be here. I mean, we've seen everything on ESPN radio be breaking apart. I, I think it's it's never going to be what it was again. I think they're. I think this, this signifies them giving up on being what they were. I think that show was their last chance at, like, here, this is our last chance at something. We're throwing Keyshawn and Jay Will at this. Max Kellerman's been around the network for years. He's a recognizable face. Um, yeah. I, I've never been a huge Max Kellerman guy, but, like, I think that feeling from me has probably led to him be like this, this guy that he's like things shift and he's always that odd person. He's things shift again. And he's, he's that odd person and they keep trying different ways for him to go. And it just had never worked out. So really not surprising there. Keyshawn Johnson. I wouldn't be shocked if Fox has already called him about coming to sit in the chair across from Skip Bayless. Yeah. I, I would not be shocked. If that's what's happening there with Keyshawn. Um, because Keyshawn can be loudmouth and, uh, you know, fight that, uh, fight back to the loudmouth that is Skip Bayless sitting across the set there. He didn't do that a lot in that ESPN morning show. Cause that wasn't the role for him there, but like he has that in him and we've seen it, you know, when his playing career, probably more so when he first came on TV, more so we hadn't seen it the last couple of years. I could see them trying to play that up, getting that back out, back in there. Um, I talk about shockers. Todd McShay made me kind of yes. eye open like Todd McShay, like very specific role of what he has at ESPN. He's, you know, like uh, there's Mel Kuyper and then there's him. Um, uh, Chris Mortensen was another guy that was kind of in that range too. And so to see Todd McShay go who did both NFL draft stuff and you'd see him a lot with NFL coverage because of the draft and, and, and early in that, but then also so much of the coverage in college football, he seemed like he was doing enough things that he wouldn't get, cut there so very i was surprised how mcshay went to me he he seems to be a fit at a cbs or a fox that's another guy that i could see landing at cbs or fox because i mean who's the cbs draft expert who's the fox draft expert yeah i don't know i mean those guys that kind of cross college to nfl are are hard i mean and espn i think with the growth of what they've done with herb street and being able to do that and then have that abc you know, other draft coverage that has more of the college guys on it. And Tom McShay played a big role over there in that. Like, I guess there's, they just have gotten enough people doing that now that they can allow him to go do that, but, or let it allow him to go. Yeah. I, I see that. I, we keep saying networks for all these guys. Um, and like, I, I think back to our first, or the point you already made hard. I think digital is going to be the first one. These guys are going to be looking to, um, it may be. Yeah. Because I think that's where the future is. That's where it's going. And also, Topic Shake can walk into to one of those networks that you know maybe like Amazon. They already have NFL. Let's say they get more involved with college football. I think they have very minimal involvement with college. Maybe they get the Pac-12 or something. All of a sudden, Topic Shake can be the face of that transition uh, time in the, any 
conversations see, there. And every time you're hosting a game, he's, you know, there to talk about <laughs> the, the NFL draft aspect for these players that you're seeing in that game. Like I, I think that could be an interesting role for him there. Um, Maybe yeah. if they want to get him involved in the college aspect. I, I'm thinking Todd McShay stays a draft expert. And I'm thinking it's obviously not as big of a role as it is at ESPN because they don't have yeah. draft shows like ESPN sure. has. Um, but I, I, that's why I think Fox or CBS, maybe Amazon if they get in the college football game. But that's honestly, when, when we're talking, we don't know where David Pollock lands. That's yeah. how David Pollock fits in somewhere is if one yeah. of these streaming services picks Lead up a color guy on a college. Yeah. Like Cause I think he could, coverage. I think he absolutely could do that. He can handle that. Yeah. He does. He did booth stuff all the time now. Like I, you know, that's why I was surprised. Cause yeah, he did game day, but like he was doing the Thursday night game still. Right. Like he was still doing some game coverage for him. And for all these layoffs, I mean, a lot of them are radio layoffs too. Jason Fitz is another one that, you know, occasionally yeah. will come yeah, on the radio that's the and real on the signal. evening drive. ESPN radio is dead. ESPN radio is getting rid of morning and evening. Yeah. Morning and drive home. <laughs> like to me, I'm like, all right, that's ESPN radio saying we're tapping out. Like I, I swear I've heard him fill in for Mike and Mike in the morning and still host a show at five o'clock too. Like I've, I've heard that guy all the, like yeah. multiple times a day. <laughs> yeah. So the, the real question is, who's going to be on your ESPN drive home if you listen to ESPN 1240 in the area? I, and that, that answer is no idea. I have yeah. no clue. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, obviously, I would love to hear gonna, more local coverage. I would, hear, I would love to hear, love to see the local coverage, you know, fill in more there. But um, I will not be making that decision. So we'll see what... <laughs> decision gets made. I think, I mean, ESPN, I don't think knows at this moment either. I, I no. mean, they have a couple ideas, but that they don't know. Maybe and, it's, uh, and maybe it's throwing more live games on there too. And the prime thing of this is that they want to, they're going to solve this by the fall, like in, in September, maybe not a quite August, but September, what they want in place is going to be running. Cause that's the football season. That's what ESPN caters to is making sure they're at full strength through the football season. So a lot of these questions we have will be answered pretty soon on the ESPN side of things. Now, where these people land and go, like they, you know, some of these football people, it might be kind of too late for this season, but we'll see. And and it, with new packages being bought, they could be the face of that, you know, do the big advertising package next spring and then go into that next season being the guy um, or gal. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird time in the game to be cut loose for football coverage. Now these basketball people, they're, they're in a good spot. Some of these that that NF, the NBA contract coming up is going to be interesting because it's going to be they're going to add to the package is really everything is here and like TNT and ESPN are still going to be the major roles. It's just like what gets added there. And, it, and as I say, it's NBC that's really interested. They're really interested, but also how that gets paired with Internet stuff and, and Amazon and maybe Peacock, NBC doing a you know NBC Peacock kind of thing to get kind of two windows, that, that kind of stuff. It's going to be any, and any media rights negotiation coming up. You just got to watch how the internet is involved, how streaming online is involved because it's, it's, that's the new thing. And you got to have it. You got to have it within your league. You got to have that reach out because when Joe and I talk about baseball <laughs> be dying, it's because they haven't used that. And, and these other sports aren't that dumb as we've seen with the NFL, as we're seeing with NBA and NBA is kind of their first chance to really take a big shot at that. Um, they're, they're not that stupid. They won't be that stupid. It's going to be happening. Yeah, no, I agree. But that will wrap it up for us on this quick abbreviated episode of the Yak Sports podcast, where we do a special episode. Obviously we, uh, we're not going to do a, an episode this Monday or 
during the fourth week. Um, it's a it's a nice long break from us, um, and Leela and I probably need it. Otherwise, we'll kill each other. Um, because <laughs> it's almost build up some, some arguments, some summer arguments. It's almost <laughs> college football season, and eventually the college football playoff will come up. So if we <laughs> store our pent up rage, it'll be a better episode, I'm sure. But until then, folks, uh, enjoy your long weekend and happy Fourth of July. Hap- uh, thank you to all our service members who uh, allow us to celebrate the 4th of July and our freedom. Uh, thanks to all the brave and men families. and women and their families. Yes. Uh, until then, folks, happy 4th. Be safe. No JPP accidents. And until then, folks, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks.